Who would have imagined that Sammy's learning adventures, Sammy's stories, would have so many listeners? It's incredible. It's awesome. Sammy is so excited. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you the truth. I think Sammy might be planning to do a live interview. Well, I don't know if it'll be an interview exactly, but he's willing to come on live at some point on a conference call. I'm trying to work it out. Hopefully it'll be in the next little bit of time. But now that it's summer vacation and Sammy's not in school and he hasn't yet gone to camp, it's possible, it's definitely possible that we'll be able to do this. Oh, and for those of you who are interested in knowing Sammy's last name, listen carefully to this story as you might learn it. Well, then again, you might not. Enjoy. I can't believe you won, Chaim said to Sammy. I did learn a lot for it. Well, uh, I also learned a lot for it. I learned 400 Mishnayas. Well, I, I didn't learn 400 Mishnayas, but I did learn around, I, I think it was 250. And, and every 50 Mishnayas you learned, you got a ticket in, into the, for the raffle. Yeah, but I just can't believe you won out of everyone in the entire school. Chaim and Sammy were having this conversation as they walked home from school. You see, that Chaim and Sammy had participated in a special Mishnayas program that they had in school. The program was to learn Mishnayas over the course of a few months. And for every 50 Mishnayas, one got a ticket in for the raffle for a very special prize. The number of Mishnayas that were learned in total by all the kids in the school were well over... 45,000 Mishnayas. All the kids were learning really, really a lot. Some kids who were really experts in the 8th grade, they even finished Shas Mishnayas in the three or so months that they had for the program. And therefore, when they drew the raffle ticket in the office with everyone listening through the intercom, the entire school building was silent for the first time in its entire history. Well, besides for the nighttime when the kids weren't there. And everyone had waited. As Rabbi Feingold said, okay, we're mixing the tickets. And we're mixing them. Oops, the ticket fell out one second. All right, we're mixing them one more time. I'm shaking the box upside down all the different ways. And now... I have so many tickets in here. I probably, I can't even tell you how many tickets are in here. Thousands of tickets. All right. If you learn 50 Mishnayas, your name is written on the back of the ticket. And here we go. And I'm going to put my hand in. And we have many prizes that we're giving out, as you know. We're going to first pick the grand prize. And we won't tell you who won. And then we will pick the other prizes. And then we'll read the name on the back of the first prize, grand prize winner. Okay, here I go. My hand is in the box. My hand is wrapped around the ticket. And drum roll, please. Of course, when he said that, the law, the, the quiet that existed in the classroom, in every classroom, shattered. The, 
the quiet shatter from every classroom. And every boy, and every single boy in the room began to drum roll on their desk. Well, just like it was the quietest the school had ever been in their entire lifetime of the school, this was the noisiest the school had ever been. As a matter of fact, it was so loud that people felt it vibrating the earth. There was a recording of a seismic event, seemingly an earthquake taking place. Its epicenter was the school. And then the drum roll was over. And the menial said, and now I put the ticket in my right pocket. And now for the second prize winner. And he pulled out the second prize winner. This person is going to be winning, Emir Hashem, a set of Mishnayis. His name is? Nati. Nati Friedman. It's yours. You'll get it at the end of the day. And in class, the fourth grade, where Nati Friedman was a student who learned 55 Mishnayis. He won. They were clapping. All right, next prize winner. Here we go. When this person is, let's see. Oh, look at that from the sixth grade. Avinoam. Very nice, Avinoam. Excellent. Avinoam won a brand new watch. A very beautiful watch that uh, does a good job ticking. And Bishop, you get it also at the end of the day. All right, next prize winner. Let's see over here. We'll pull the ticket from the bottom left corner here. Pull it out. Oh, look at that. Oh, I got it out. Shoo! And this is a prize winner from the eighth grade. Ooh, eighth grade. Uh, I can't believe he won. That's a good thing. It is one of the assignment of Shas, one of the kids who learned through the entire Shas. Ezra Finkelstein. Wow, cool job, Ezra. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. In, in class, the eighth grade erupted, and even though the boys were kind of jealous, but they were happy for Ezra. And he went from prize to prize to prize, picking about 12 to 15 prizes for second place. And now Rabbi Feingold said, we have arrived at the moment we've been waiting for. The grand prize. The grand prize is a becher, a silver, real silver becher that has inscribed on it that this is a gift. Matanazu, nitna lebacher achoshev, to the great honorable student. Al shalomad mishnayos harbei, that he learned many mishnayos. <gasps> and let's see who the winner of this $300 prize will be. I don't believe it. I think I have to repick. And everyone in every classroom said, oh, don't jump out of this. So we're going to go to Franklin's office. You know what? I'm not even going to tell you who won. All right, everyone go back. And the kids started getting to the doors. They were banned. We're blocking the doors, trying to make sure kids don't go out. No, you can't go out. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. Okay. The winner's name ends with a Y. And in each class, they looked around the room, whose name ends with a Y. Hey, Yudkovsky, you won! <laughs> probably wasn't me, probably wasn't me, no, probably wasn't me. Uh, let's see, let's see. Shakovitsky, you won! Maybe, but I didn't learn any Mishnayas. Oh, 
Okay, fine. The second to last letter is the same as the third to last letter. Oh, this is getting too hard. Rabbi, could you help us figure it out? I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm not really listening. I'm just trying to protect the door. Okay. The first letter makes the word low go slow. Everyone's like, what? We're so confused. Uh, fine, we'll just... All right. All right. And the last letter is really the first. Huh? What? It doesn't make any sense. What's he saying? It's a mystery. And the winner is... Sammy! <laughs> Rabbi Kowski? Yes, Rabbi Erps. Um, did you forget to say the last name? No, I said it. Could you repeat it? Because a lot of people want to know Sammy's last name. All right, ready? Here we go. The winner is Sammy! Um, we couldn't hear. I'm sorry, but I have to go on the story. It's kind of late, and I don't have the time that you have to prepare long stories with all the sound effects, so my sound effects are kind of are kind of limited. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, you know what? Maybe I'll think about it for the, Maybe at the end of the story, I'll tell Anyway, Sammy, winner! The Sammy's winner's last name. Sammy won the coast. And that's what Chaim and Sammy were now discussing on the way home. Chaim couldn't believe it. His brother won a coast worth hundreds of dollars. Are you going to use it this Shabbos, Chaim asked Sammy? I, I think so. I, I would like to if I if it's possible. Okay. So you know what you have to do. Yeah, yeah, I talked to my rabbi all about it to make it usable. And and it kind of relates to the mulacha of Shabbos that we learned about um, uh, kind of, uh, um, uh, um, yeah, tikkun money, uh, uh, makababatish. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't remember that. Well, you learned about it, didn't you? Yeah, I must have forgotten. All right, I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah, I have to go, okay? <clears throat> and Sammy went to Shul. And Sammy put his kos on the bima in the Shul. And Sammy took out a sitter, but he couldn't find the place, so he said, I'll do it by heart. And Sammy closed his eyes tight, and Sammy concentrated as best as he could as he began. And he said, Baruch Ata Hashem. He said Hashem's name. Elokeinu. He said Elokeinu. Melech Oilam. Al Tefilas Kalim. Yiratzon, that I should use this coast for many mitzvos. As he was saying that, the Rav of the Shul happened to be sitting in his seat learning. And when he heard Sammy say, Al Tefilas Kalim, he looked up, he stood up, and walked over to Sammy. What did you say? A bracha and a tefillah on my brand new coast that I want from school. Would the Rav like to see it? Sure. And the Rav looked at it and said, Ah, it's very beautiful, Sammy. But why were you saying a bracha of tefillas kalim? Because my Rebbe told me that before I can use it, I need to daven. You need to daven? Yep. He said, when you get anything new, you need to do tefillas kalim on it. Any new vessels, you need to do tefillas kalim. 
Sammy. Your Rebbe didn't say Tfilas Kalim. You have to daven for it. He said Tvilas Kalim. You have to put it in the mikvah. You have to dip it in the mikvah water. Oh, that's what it means. Tvilas Kalim. Dip it in the mikvah water. Oh, that's what he means. Okay, okay, okay. Now I know my, why my Rebbe was talking about that other thing. Aha, uh-huh. okay, I get it, I get it. Okay. So, I'll deal with it. Thank you so much, Rav. I made a mistake. And Sammy raced home. And he took a pot. And he filled it with water. And he put it on the stove. And he turned on the stove. And he waited for it to boil. And when it was boiling, he took his coast. And he held it in his hand. And he started to lower his coast into the pot of boiling water. Just then, his mother came to the kitchen. Sammy, if you, you don't mind, Sammy, what are you doing? I'm doing Tevilas Kalim. Tevilas Kalim? That's right. I, I remember my Rebbe talked about sometimes you have to do um, Tevilas Kalim in boiling water. And I'm not sure if this is one of those times. So I'm going to put it in boiling water and I'm dumping it in. I'm dunking it in with my hand over here just to be sure that I did it right and I get it all the way submerged. And Sammy, you're going to burn your hand. Well, it's Basiris Nefesh for a mitzvah. And that's a good thing, right? You get a lot of Skyrim Elam Haba. Ah. You don't have to dip your, 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 your cup in, in boiling water to do Tfilas Kalim. I don't? No, you go down the block to the mikvah to do Tfilas Kalim. Oh, right, I remember now. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, Baruch Hashem, now I remember. I, I'm sorry, I forgot, Ma. All right, I'm going to go do, do it in the mikvah, if, you, if, you, if, Mom, if Ma, if that's okay. Sure, go ahead. And so Sammy raced to the mikvah, and this mikvah was in a building, and Sammy went into the building pressing the code numbers that everyone knew for this vessel mikvah, for the Kli mikvah. And he said, mm-hmm. my Rebbe said that in order for it to be a kosher mikvah, then it has to have 40 suh. That's what I remember said. I remember now. I got confused before. Now let me see. Is this a kosher mikvah? And he looked at the sign of people who sponsored the mikvah. Nope. Nothing there. He looked at the sign of the rules of the mikvah. Nothing there. Oh, I don't know what to do. If there's no hechsher on the mikvah, then how do I know if it's a kosher mikvah? Oh, I know what I should do. I could measure the amount of water to make sure there's 40 saw in the mikvah. I don't know exactly how much 40 saw is, but let me think for a second. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what a saw is. Let me call my Rebbe. And he went to the microphone and he called his Rebbe. Hi, hi Rebbe Gold. Hi, Sammy. How are you? Baruch Hashem, I'm doing well. How much is a saw? Well, for what purpose? Well, remember Rebbe told me 40 saw for a mikvah? Oh, oh, a saw is about, it works out to be about 200 gallons. 200 gallons? Yeah, maybe a little bit less, a little bit more, but different sheets, different opinions around there. Okay, okay, thank you so much, Rebbe. Sure, no problem. Uh, do, do you need my help for something else? No, 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 Rebbe, it, it's really all good. Uh, thank you so much. And Sammy goes to the mikvah. And he looks at it and he says, how am I going to know if there's 200 gallons in this mikvah? How am I going to know? And then he spied on the side of the mikvah. There was a bucket that sat on it five gallons. 
that it holds five gallons. And the bucket had wheels underneath it. Oh, this is great. Oh, good, good, Baruch Hashem. And so Sammy decided to measure the mikvah. And he filled the bucket once. And using some strength that he didn't know he had, he took five gallons out of the mikvah. And he said, okay, where should I put it temporarily? Okay, I know what I'm going to do. Temporarily, I'm going to put it in the bathtub. There's a bathtub in the mikvah too here. Okay, I'm going to put it in the bathtub. And he dumped it in the bathtub. And then he took another five gallons and put it in the bathtub until he got 200 gallons out of the mikvah. It took him like four hours. Ah, so now I know the mikvah actually has 200 gallons. Let me think a second here. Well, the problem is that the amount of water left in the mikvah is very little. I better fill the mikvah back up with these. Oh, I can't stop those again. Oh, there's a hose over here. I can just add water to the mikvah with the hose. That's a great idea. And he turns on the hose and he lets the water begin to fill. But then he sits there and he thinks for a minute. He says, you know, I remember my Rebbe when he talked about mikvah. He talked about something called, uh, 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 something called uh, a a mechitza. A mechitza. You can't have a mechitza by the mikvah. And this mikvah has mechitzas all around. There's walls all around the mikvah. I can't do that. Oh my goodness. What should I do? Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take 200 gallons of bath water, I mean of mikvah water, outside and put it in, what should I, well, I know, the dumpster. There's a dumpster outside. I'll put it in the dumpster and I'm sure it holds all the water and then I'll dip my coast into the dumpster outside. And Sammy began his process. And he began to take the water out of the mikvah. He left it running. He began to take the water out of the mikvah house, mikvah room, to bring it to the dumpster. And as he's filling in the 10th gallon, he says, but this is also a mechitza. That won't work. It can't have a mechitza. It can't have a wall. And so he decides he's going to try to see if he can make the water pile up on each other in the driveway. Obviously, that's not going to work either. And so Sammy was standing there with a big pile of water on the driveway as he had tried it with about 30 gallons of water. The dumpster was leaking. It's 10 gallons of water. And Sammy was standing with this bucket trying to figure out what to do. When his friend, Nussin, walked by. Hey, Sammy, what's up? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to use the mikvah without a mechitza. Without a what? A mechitza. Why, why can't you have a mechitza in a mikvah? Well, I don't know. Rebbe said you can't have a mechitza, didn't he? No, Sammy. Rebbe did not say that. Well, he said something. Ah, oh, I know what you mean. Rebbe said you can't have a chatzitza. What's, what's, what's a chatzitza? You can't have a separation between what you're dipping and the water that you're dipping into. For example, you can't have you can't have plastic on the on the thing you're dipping. You can't have stickers on the thing you're dipping. Things like that. Oh, that's what it meant? Oh, I could do it in that? Okay, fine, great. And Sammy went back inside. Nasan followed him. And Nasan said, what's going on, Sammy? Well, now I'm just going to wait for the mikvah to refill, and I'm going to dip my kos in the mikvah. 
But Sammy, Rebbe said that's not going to work. Rebbe did. Yeah, don't, 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 you, don't you remember? No. Rebbe said that mikvah water has to be rainwater. Sammy looked up at the sky. I mean, he looked up at the ceiling. I can't tell if it's going to rain. That's because we're inside, Sammy. Oh, right. And Sammy ran outside, looked up at the blue sky, which was getting darker, and the sun was setting, and the sun was setting. I can't wait till it rains. I want to use this coast soon for this Shabbos. It's going to take a long time to rain 200 gallons. Ay vey. You mean the hose is in good water? No, Rebbe said that's called called Mayim, Mayim Shuvim. Mayim that's doing Teshuvah? Water that's doing Teshuvah? No, no, no. Mayim Shuvim, oh, that's what it was. Drawn water. This is not drawn water. I drew water on my picture when we had the project for Kriyas Yamsuf. No, no, drawn water doesn't mean that. Drawn water means like water pulled out of a well or something. All right, I don't know what you're talking about. But, but Sammy, if you want, Rebbe said you could also do, be table it in the lake. Oh, you're right. In the lake? No, no, in the river, right? Oh, I got confused again. Yeah, it is very confusing, the lakhs, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, nothing said. You're, you're right, you're right. It's very confusing. Um, okay, but you could table it in the lake. Excellent, excellent. I mean the river, I mean the river. Oh, excellent, excellent. And so Sammy grabbed his bike from the garage, and he carefully put the coast in a little backpack that he had, and he rode to the river. And he got to the river, and the river was full of water, Baruch Hashem. And Sammy took the coast, and Sammy put it in his hands. And Sammy walked down to the edge of the banks of the river. Now Sammy, as he was walking down, remembered that his Rebbe said something about Tvilas Kalim, Tvilas Kalim, that you have to be Tevel with the Kali. You have to go to the mikvah with the vessel. Oh, Sammy thought, must be that when I, when I dip the vessel in the mikvah to make it Kadosh, I have to be Kadosh too. I can't be Tameh. I have to be Tar. I guess I have to go with the Kli, with the coast, into the water. Oh, better take off my shoes because my mother won't like it if my shoes get wet. Because when they get wet, they get smelly because they get moldy and then they smell really bad for until I get new shoes. All right. Sammy took off his shoes. And I better take off my socks. Now nah, they're already wet. Who cares? Sammy began to walk into the river. You know what? This spot in the river, it doesn't seem good enough. I need a spot that, that's deeper. Sammy came out, walked to another spot, and he saw that the water was deeper. And so Sammy jumped in. And he jumped into the water. And when he jumped in, he shouted, what everyone shouts when you jump into the water, Geronimo! And he jumped in, and there was a big splash. And Sammy brought the coast underneath the water. And Sammy began to start to swim back to the shore. But a river doesn't stay still. A river flows. The water moves along. And the water moved along with Sammy, carrying him downriver. And it was very difficult for him to swim, especially holding his coast. And one thing he wasn't doing was letting go of his coast. It just so happened that Sammy was lucky. You see, Nassan, 
who had already seen Sammy's antics in the mikvah, decided that he was going to have a little bit of fun. Not that he was making fun of Sammy, but Sammy was going to kind of do funny things, Nussan figured, and he had followed him to the river. And now Nussan saw that Sammy was in the river, floating down river, and it looked dangerous. Now, I know many boys, when they're Sammy's age, which is don't have cell phones. Nussan didn't have his own cell phone. But Nussan's mother was very strict that when Nussan went out to ride his bike by himself and she did not know exactly where he was going, he had to take the family cell phone with him so if chas v'shalom something happened, he could call home. Or if chas v'shalom his mother needed him to do some jobs, she can call him too. That chas v'shalom was Nussan's chas v'shalom. Well, now that he had his phone in his pocket, he whipped it out and he opened it to the top and he dialed the number for Hatzalah. Hatzalah. There's a person dr- drowning in the river. He, he needs help immediately. Well, what part of the river? And he explained the streets where they were. And within about three, maybe four seconds, suddenly there were 14 Hatzalah cars coming. The helicopter was flying overhead. There was a ladder hanging down with a person hanging down with, with a scuba diving gear on the edge of the ladder. And they asked Nussan, where is he? Where is he? Where's the, where's the person? Where, where, where'd you last see him? I see him over there. He's, he's over there. And they saw there was Sammy farther down the river where the river was narrowing slightly. And so the helicopter scuba diver guy jumped off the ladder into the water, sploosh, and he started to swim. And he's swimming and swimming towards Sammy. And he gets to Sammy. And when he gets to Sammy, he says, are you okay, kid? I'm I'm okay. I'm just a little nervous because 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 I'm, I'm I'm not able to get to the shore. I'm trying to swim to the shore and it's not working. All right, kid. This is what you need to do. Yeah. Stop swimming, and stand up. Stand up. And Sammy stopped swimming, <laughs> and the water when he stood up was only up to his waist. I didn't realize that I was on. I was on. I I I thought I. Don't worry, don't worry, kid. This happens all the time. Don't worry. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, they brought Sammy out. The ambulance that had come gave him a warm blanket and put it on his shoulders in case he was cold. And they called Sammy's parents who came to pick him up. And Sammy's parents were all embarrassed that so many people came out to find Sammy in the river. That's one thing. In his clothes, that's another thing. And really quite safe where he was. But the Hatzalah people said, look, could have been a different part of the river. Don't worry about it. That's our job. We're, we're happy with it. And as they drove home, Sammy's father said to Sammy, I have to ask you a question. I apologize. I know that you just went through a tough time. Could you please explain to me why were you in the river in your clothes? And Sammy said, well, because I had to table something, and I went to the mikvah to table it, but then when I took all the water out of the mikvah, you what? Well, I took the water out of the mikvah. Don't worry, I refilled it with the hose. But then Nussan told me, you refilled it with a hose? Yeah, and Nussan told me that you have to have rainwater, and so therefore I couldn't do it there. So I decided to go to the, to the river because he suggested it, and, and then I remembered you have to go into the mikvah with what you're tabling. 
You do? Yeah, yeah. Tefillah's Caleb. You jump into the mikvah with the Caleb, and and then I lost my footing, and then I. Oh, oh my goodness! What were you trying to table anyway? Oh, what was I trying to table? Um, I, I won the contest in school. The contest? Well, I mean the raffle. I won the raffle for the contest of learning Mishnayos. Oh, very nice, beautiful. And what did you win? I won this kais, this becher, this cup for Kiddush. Hey, here, it's right here. You see, see the inscription? His father stopped, pulled over to the side to read the inscription. And Sammy said, aren't you proud of me? I, I am very proud of you, Sammy. Yeah, so I had a table this, and to know the table, that's why I went to the river, and that's why I was in the river, and I didn't want to go back home in bathing suit and come back. I just figured I'll just go. Sammy? Yes, Ta. Could you read what it says on the bottom of this coast? Um... There shouldn't be anything there because you can't have a mechitza on your coast. You mean chatzitza. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, um, what does it say? Oh, what does it say? It says, Nasa, it's engraved in the bottom. They're stamped. Nasa al Yidei Yisrael Shomer Shabbat. What does that mean? It means this cup was made by a Jew who keeps Shabbos. What does that mean? It doesn't need to be titled. Oh. Let's go home. Mir Hashem, you'll use this cup for Kiddush. And there's a cup that represents your mysterious nefesh for mitzvahs. Well, when Sammy came back into school the next day, and everyone had heard about Sammy's escapades, I don't know exactly in Hilchus Lashon Hara how they were here, but they did. And they asked Sammy, what were you trying to title? What were you, what were you trying to put in the mikvah? Sammy was so embarrassed. He didn't know what to say. And so Sammy said, It doesn't matter. It's all over. The story's finished. It's okay. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. The story's completed.